Hello everyone and welcome back once again to Is It Peak? Today we are discussing Season 6, Episode 5 of Better Call Saul, Black and Blue. I'm your host Marcus, aka HN Films, and joining me today is the world-famous Johnny Cooper. Hello everybody, Johnny Cooper here. We also have the local cinephile, Cinebad. Hello. And lastly, we have the real star of a show, Imperfect Dan. What's good, YouTube? Uh, so everyone, uh... What was, was it? What was everyone's thoughts on this mid filler episode? Not a lot of stuff happened, really. Kind of, kind of a snooze. It was amazing. It was very good. Yeah, it it is good, you know, but a little slow, you know. I mean, this is the final season, you know. I'm expecting a lot more, you know. Literally, the entire show was like that. Though. I wonder if everybody else was like holding their breath and waiting for something bad to happen, because that's what the entire mm-hmm. episode felt like a little bit, especially like near the end. I don't, I don't get what people are saying when they say nothing happened in this episode. Like, we have the return of a major character, a.k.a. Lalo. And, the Howard uh, thing. Fucking boxing match happened. And Price as well. <laughs> it was not Price. Oh, what? Do you actually think that's Price? I thought it was, yeah. <laughs> that is not Price. It's just in the a random guy. No, Howard's private investigator guy who's bald and oh. wears glasses, so Johnny Cooper thinks it's Price. This one right here. That is not Price. I wish it was. If it was Price, you would. I would be. I would be hollering right now. But no, it's not Price. So, Cine, why is it amazing to you? We had the Howard boxing match. We had the Gus setting up Lalo's death. We had uh, the last ten minutes, fifteen minutes that were obviously good. So starting off as usual, cryptic, weird, cold open, mm-hmm. a nice little montage kind of thing of making a thing. I've already forgotten what it, what, even, what it even is. It's just like a thing. The little thing that yeah. Lalo gets in the end. Some ruler? I thought the cold open... Yeah, it's like a little piece uh, that the work the German workers got for um, Mr. Ziegler. Yeah, it's like a yeah. special ruler thing that I guess construction people use. Yeah, the words are Lieb, the Junks, which means with love, your boys. So it's, you know... Uh, Ziegler's men, you know, paying respect uh, for Mr. Ziegler. At first, I thought the um, opening scene was the legend Gale cooking math. Very first shot when you see him in the mirror, that's clearly not Gale. He could have got a haircut. Yeah, and a completely different facial structure. I wasn't completely paying attention at that point, but I thought it was. I, at first, for half a second, I thought it was Walt. I don't know why. During like the Grey Matter era. Is that in Germany or is that no, like in America? No, it's not. Just Albuquerque. Well, Grey Matter is, but the cold open is definitely in Germany. HN, I think HN pointed this out earlier, but like uh, a couple episodes ago, but like he said, like there are some times where it's just like a teaser doesn't mean shit until the end. This is kind of just that again. Well, it did clue us in that Germany was going to be involved, which, you know, everyone's already been theorizing about that. Well, actually, this piece was also in the conversation with uh, Lalo and uh, Mrs. Ziegler's. Who's, uh, who's, who's, con- who's, sorry, who's Lalo? Lalo, <laughs> the villain. Is he Lalo's laying low? Is that what you're saying? What? It's Lalo's sister, Lalo. After, after that cryptic opening, we get Kim and Jimmy in their apartment, and Kim is cannot sleep because she is very scared that Lalo is going to come barging in for the door and murder them. Yeah, that's a little weird because she wasn't scared during the final episode of season five. You know, she was willing to move on and you know go back to work. Kim didn't really seem to care that Lalo was still around and wanted to go like move out of a hotel or whatever. But that was clearly just like 
a front like that wasn't actually what she was probably thinking but i don't know from my thought i thought it was like jimmy was the one it's like didn't he feel a little more relieved when when mike told him that like lalo's gonna die tonight i don't know wait when did kim figure this out i'm pretty sure jimmy told her in the season five finale yeah yeah, yeah he told her after mike told him i think it's starting to hit back on her recently it's just because like knowing that like he didn't really die he might as well could just be going after them so i feel like that's like when it's starting to dawn on her that like they might be in danger but like at the same time she's putting on a front because like she's literally smoking a joint and she's just like sitting at the door so it's like she's still she's still got the confidence she's just like it's just more clear that she's paranoid i guess well yeah and the important thing to point out here is like she's she's not telling jimmy about it she's just letting him think he's dead we all know Saul eventually will realize that Lalo isn't dead, but I don't yeah, know how I that's going to I, I thought she out. was going to tell him this episode, but I guess not. I'm wondering if Saul isn't going to find out until he's face to face with Lalo Ian in some capacity. I don't know how that's going to work because I feel like Lalo is just going to go to, you know, he's already in Germany and I feel like after that he's just going to go straight to Gus and that's it, you know. I think after this episode, uh, I came to the realization that uh, Kim is not going to die instead it'll be another major character which we'll go uh which we'll talk about later on we well, yeah, after this scene we cut right into gus also being very paranoid at Poyo's hermano's establishment and we also get the return of lyle but he doesn't really do much he just drops a tray and scares gus he's a little traumatized right lyle i think lyle's the one that dropped the tray it was the other guy yeah well lyle's the one who said sorry about it but i don't know because the other guy is too scared of Gus. Yeah, Lyle's the only one who can stand up to Gus. Also, during the scene, it was really painfully obvious to me just how fucking old Gus looks. He just looks so old. I don't really care. Yeah. He looks elderly. Yeah, I was seeing this uh, fan cam on TikTok of Gus Fring, and I'm just like, oh man, you know, Gus is so young and breaking bad. And then Better Call Saul, he just looks old and fat. He's not fat. He's not fat. He's not what? fat, bro. I think Gus is actually the most distracting one in Better Call Saul age-wise to me. He just looks so old, especially like in this season. With Bob Odenkirk, it's like, they did a really good job with Bob Odenkirk. Like, he genuinely looks like mm -hmm. a young Jimmy McGill, but yeah, well, I yeah, can't say the same. Flashing forward just quickly to that scene in his office with Francesca, like, he's looking good. Yeah. He really recovered well from that sunburn aging. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will say, uh, I said earlier, I like, um, seeing kind of like a more vulnerable side to Gus that's kind of what I like this episode because like we never obviously I said like a while ago that like I felt like Gus was very careful in Breaking Bad mostly because he's just like kind of paranoid and I don't know if this kind of confirms anything but like I don't know I just really like getting into his head and seeing how he like reacts to everything it, it just shows a different side to him yeah, in Breaking Bad we never see Gus paranoid I think but you know in Better Call Saul we we get that you know, we're getting that this season. Was he ever paranoid of Walt? Yeah, he definitely was. I feel like he was. I mean, in season four, maybe, because he knew Walt was just, like, unhinged at that point. <laughs> he was getting bombed. Tick, tick, tick. Oh, yeah, true. I've seen some people say on Reddit, and I kind of agree, like, that this scene of Nacho just being paranoid was just kind of, like, retreading what we already have established in the previous episodes. Like, we definitely know he's paranoid at this point. Nacho? Like, especially after that whole house thing. No. Gus. Why did you say Nacho? Did I say Nacho? Yeah, you did. Did I say Nacho? I think you did. Or whatever. I don't yeah. Know. I'm sorry. I meant Gus. I mean, I mean, Nacho does know that Gus is paranoid, so... 
Nacho doesn't know anything because he's dead. Oh. I like seeing the different ways they convey it. Oh yeah, there's also this image right here that I found on Twitter. What do you guys think of this? Make sure to put this on the uh, on the podcast. Oh yeah, he mentions the Spice Curls. He talks about it with the German guy, and then he also talks about it with the customer, and then he breaks character. But do you think he realized that uh, at that moment that Lalo is in uh, Germany? No, I don't think so. Definitely not. Gus is just being a paranoid little baby as usual. That could be an interesting mm -hmm. connection. It's possible, but like I don't, I don't reckon. I think Lalo is completely gonna surprise Gus when he shows up, especially considering in the next scene or the next Gus scene where he's like cleaning the toilet or whatever. Like he doesn't convey this like new revelation to anyone. Like he clearly still thinks that Lalo is gonna show up at like any moment. So yeah. I highly mm -hmm. doubt he thinks he's in Germany. But yeah, after after that scene, we get back at Sandpiper. Remember Sandpiper? Does everyone remember Sandpiper? Yep. Aaron Campbell. Uh, old people. Erin Erin Brill returns again from from episode two, and she's tr trying to deal with these old people, these impatient old fucks, and she doesn't seem to be handling it entirely well. But then the man himself, Howard, steps in to smooth it all out, and he does so successfully. Yeah, I agree with Howard. You know, with what Howard was saying, but you know, you go, you also got to agree with the old people. You know, they don't really got a lot of time left. Yeah, yeah considering the sandpiper thing's been going on for two years now. Yeah, I'm with the old people. Yeah, like this is from season one. I'm glad it's still like a thing that is, exists. Like they're not just forgetting these like important plot threads from season yep. one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. Re I think what I like about the show is like all the important stuff from the early seasons. I like how they still keep it. They don't abandon any of the stuff from last seasons. Like, it goes along with Breaking Bad, like, how, you know, it uses, like, past seasons. And it's, like, as a consequence, like, seeing the consequences of, like, the characters' actions from earlier seasons. And they're doing the same for Jimmy McGill, I'm guessing. But after that, um, dur during that scene, Howard's looking a bit twitchy, which does not help his case with his cocaine thing. So then after that, Clifford Maine confronts him and tries to get him to fess up about his addiction. And then Howard finally mm -hmm. wises, like, finally figures out what the hell's going on when he asks Cliff who he was having lunch with, and she, and he says it was Kim, and then it all just clicks. But not for Cliff. Oh, not our Cliff. Oh no. Wait, do you think he thinks Kim is involved, or do you think he just thinks Jim is involved? No, he just he no he no he he just thinks it's Jimmy. Okay. Right now. I think he's gonna figure it out. Well, maybe he thinks Kim is involved to some extent, but he like thinks Jimmy's like the main thrust of it. Yeah. Because he didn't mention Kim at all in the boxing. Because thing. every character in this entire franchise is a fucking mastermind for some reason. Well, yeah, they're smart. They're smart people. There's not a single dumb main character in both shows. It's so funny. Yeah, there is. Gus. Price. Gus, oh, Gus is a dumbass. Okay, what did Gus do? Everything in season four or five. <laughs> oh my goodness. And six. I was hoping Irene would be in that. Yeah, where's Irene? I think she's dead. He's not dead. No wait, but who was the character that died in season four? It was in, it was a. Oh, like the old lady. It was like the old lady that had like the little statues. Yeah, Mrs. Strauss. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It was from the commercial. Yeah, never mind. Maybe we'll get a scene season six where Jimmy finds out Irene is also dead. I heard a theory that Irene is actually the mother of Walter White. What do you guys oh, think about this is. bullshit, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, doesn't she mention like she has like a son that has uh, cancer or oh, something like that? On. Irene's last name is Landry, and also they had that thing in uh, Four Days Out in Breaking Bad where Walt says like he was going to go visit his mother or whatever. So clearly she's not in New Mexico, or not in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. And Skyler found out that Walter never told never told his mom that he has cancer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, there you go. Man, I gotta yeah, rewatch Breaking Bad. This theory is bulletproof. 
at the end of that scene, Howard is in revenge mode. He's he's gonna begin his his plot against against Jimmy because he's got a Jimmy McGill problem. Are y'all still in uh, Team Howard, or have we yeah, uh, changed their minds? Team Howard, all the way. There are certain people that hate Howard, won't name names, but like, I don't know. I'm I'm more sympathetic towards Howard at this point in time. Howard's been on the up and go since like season four. I like how this is kind of the first time we really got to see like his smarts, I guess. Because I can't remember like the last time we really got to see something like that. There was that scene in season three, or maybe it was, no, in season three where he was like trying to get to Chuck's house like through the back way. So he had to like go through some other person's property. Remember that scene? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That actually has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I just wanted to bring that scene up because it's funny. So after that scene, we get Francesca returning finally to begin working for Saul Goodman and Associates. And she does not seem entirely happy about it. Because there's no Kim. Yeah, Miss Wexler is nowhere to be found. Francesca is now 60% Breaking Bad Francesca from what it looks like. She's already not, you know, happy with how things are going with Jimmy since she's disappointed with Kim not being there. She was clearly more attached to Kim when she was working at Wexler McGill. It's like when uh, when she made Walt pay in uh, mm. season four. I was I was I, I saw that scene on YouTube the other day. I was watching it, that scene. So fucking funny, especially when at the end Walt like tries to intimidate her and they says, "I'll be right back." And then he just like goes back through the hole in the door and just like fails horribly. The best moments: Walt being a loser. You love to see it. Well, I don't. I gotta disagree with that. Actually, Walter is. Uh, very epic. He is a badass. And maybe instead of a Walter White badass compilations, we could get some Walter White being a dumbass loser compilations. That's going to get like uh, 1 million dislikes from Walt <laughs> yeah. fans. But we won't be able to see him anyway because YouTube removed them. Oh yeah, and uh, Francesca mentioning what happened to the elders. I feel like that's foreshadowing Francesca's 100% character in Breaking Bad. Because uh, she'll start to get annoyed uh, at all those criminals that Jimmy is representing compared to, you know... When he was representing old people. Well, yeah, she was already annoyed, like, in that scene. So, yeah, Francesca's definitely, her character progression is pretty clear at this point. I, I really like seeing Saul in his Breaking Bad mode, because that definitely felt like Breaking Bad Saul in that scene to me. He even has the same outfit from Breaking Bad. I don't think we know what ends up happening to Francesca. The last time we saw her in, you know, timeline-wise was when uh, Saul was, like, leaving the office and then he gave her a card to call someone. Well, yeah, that was in Medical Soul. Okay, so after that, we have the return of the hit character, Viola. Everyone remember Viola? Kim's paralegal from season four and five. Oh, yeah, my favorite character, yeah. Yeah, played by, um, what's-her-face from fucking Gilmore Girls. I don't know if any of you watch Gilmore Girls. Kim and Viola are having a bit of a reunion, catching up <laughs> over some coffee. I think Kim did have ulterior motives here to get like the name of some judge or something because they discuss that later. I don't know how that fits into their grand plan, but yeah, something like that. And also Viola's like complimenting Kim on how good she is with her pro bono stuff. That whole plot flew over my head then. You know, I didn't, I didn't know she was setting uh, that girl up. Well, I didn't, I don't think anyone knew that until like she mentions it to Jimmy later on. Well, what'd she tell him? That like she got the name of some random judge that Viola mentioned. Who's like, who's like the judge for the Sandpiper case. I didn't notice like the ulterior motive because I was kind of focused on like how she was feeling when Viola was like, I can't believe you left it all. And then like you could just see, I don't know if it was like regret or anything, but it was like, you can kind of tell it, it was affecting her, like all the stuff she was saying and how she looked up to her. I wonder wh where that's going to go. Yeah, it'll be too late, I feel like, for, for Kim, you know. I highly doubt Kim's going to have a 
change of heart on the Howard thing, but who knows? Like maybe after Howard dies, she she just regretted, but it'll be too late. Anyway, who cares about that? Because after that, we get the standout scene of the episode and probably the entire show ever. Howard and Jimmy face off in the ring. Jimmy thinks he's meeting up with a client named Mr. Ward, and it's actually H.O. Ward, as in How Ward. Anyway, during that scene, like, during the build-up to the actual fight, I was like, all my emotions were going crazy, because, like, I really wanted the fight to happen, and then Jimmy started walking away, and I was like, no, but then he stopped, I was like, yes, and then they fought, and it was not quite as good as I was expecting. What do you honest. think would happen though? Well, I mean, they're they're old men, so you know. Well, like I knew I knew it was going to be bad on purpose, but like something about it just felt off to me. Like it maybe it was the music. It just felt so weird. Well, yeah, obviously it is a joke and like I the music probably is appropriate, but it just felt off to me in some way that I can't explain. Some people that theorize it, they were making out to seem like it was going to be some crazy dramatic moment, and I knew it wasn't. Yeah, y'all were overhyping it. I find it surprising how professional men type characters like Howard and Jimmy end up in a fight, since usually that type of stuff is reserved for characters like Nacho or Jesse. Wait, Howard just wanted to settle their beef. Okay, if you want to settle this, let's do it the legal way. That's kind of what he was getting at. Was it better than the Walworth Jesse fight? No. no that fight is awesome. <laughs> Definitely not. Are you kidding me? You're talking about the one in season, season four? four. Yeah. In, yeah, yeah, that one is that is the best fight in all of Breaking Bad. Especially the part where like Walt's getting up and then Jesse like pulls on his leg and like he falls and like hits his head on the table. It was really it was really crazy how like Jimmy like he wasn't gonna be involved, but like you could tell like he has an ego. He's like, nah, I'm not gonna back down from a fight against Howard. I wish they both got a bit more vicious. Like I wanted to see some real damage. If they were just throwing pot shots until Howard got him with a Hamlin to go up uppercut. Yeah, I don't think Howard wanted to do a lot of damage because I feel like Jimmy will use that against them probably. I will say like the black guy or whatever he got, it didn't even look like that until like he talked to Kim. And that's when it looked like it was hurting. Howard is in fact getting a private investigator to get some dirty work done against Jimmy. He wants him to follow Jimmy and know everything he's doing. But not Kim, just Jimmy. This made me think that he's going to intercept with uh, Mike's guys. It's not gonna yeah, go that's down, definitely but... a possibility. I think that's that's 100% what's going to happen, actually. You think that's going to lead to the Howard death scene? Yep. I mean, we already saw that behind-the-scenes picture, and I think everything just, you know, is now lining up. You know, this episode really sealed this. I don't fate. say it. I don't say it. I don't know. Why not? Not sure. I just don't. Too predictable, or... It's not really Howard's style. Is that not, even like? not even too predictable. I think it's, like, it's fun, like... I just don't see it happening. It just seems ridiculous to me. Like, if Howard is actually gonna die, I don't think it's gonna happen like that. But I've been wrong in the past, so who knows? So you think he's gonna die like Ted? I mean, Ted didn't die, but, you know, he might as well be dead. Well, I don't, think he, I don't think he's gonna die at all. With this episode, I think, uh, you know, Mike's men is gonna kill uh, Howard what? and his PI. And possibly, possibly even Cliff. What? <laughs> Cliff what? Mainz, that that makes no sense. I feel like uh, maybe... So you think Mike's guys are gonna kill Howard? Yeah, 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 because they're spying on Jimmy, and Howard's PI is also spying on Jimmy. So you know, you know, they're gonna think, oh no, this guy is Lalo's guy. You know? Did you throw Cliff in there too? That he's dying? Yeah, because maybe, maybe uh, they're meeting up in a car. You know, like the the PI guy. You know, Howard and Cliff. You know, maybe they're teaming up, and then uh, Mike's men show up, and you know, they kidnap them, torture them, and then you know. They know too much and they have to kill them. What are you talking about? I wasn't listening to a word of that, but okay. The viewers will agree with me. The yeah, viewers yeah, will agree with definitely me. For, Johnny should for, write for the for show. My, my very smart viewers. So Jimmy gets back home and 
Kim does not seem to be very concerned about Howard is onto them, so perhaps that is actually part of their plan all along. I mean, it's obvious that they want to be caught. When Howard said they wanted to be caught, or Jimmy wanted to be caught, he was they, he was right. But why? Maybe they're hoping that Howard like will do something reckless, and they'll like get him for it. Because I do, but you do see in the teaser for the next episode, the film crew is back. Hallelujah. Yeah. Really? What the heck? Yeah, yeah. You see the microphone guy. So maybe they're gonna film Howard doing some dumb shit. But after that, we get to some more interesting stuff. We get uh, Gus is still being a weirdo and he's cleaning his bathroom with a toothbrush. I guess he can't get to sleep or something because he's too much of a scaredy cat. Yes, he's very paranoid and anxious, you know. Which we saw, uh, we saw this when he let the DEA get his money as he used Lyle as an excuse to, you know, scrub the kitchenware out of frustration. Yeah, do you think Lyle actually might die by Gus Fring? He's just a random character. They do like killing off fucking randoms. I feel like Gus is gonna let all his anger out when he finds out that Lalo, you know, is getting the upper hand. And, you know, that's when he, uh, he finds Lyle, you know, just all alone in the Los Pollos and then just kills him, you know, maybe <laughs> chokes him to death. I don't think he's gonna kill him, but it would be, I, I could see a scene where, like, like Gus, like, loses his shit at, like, his employees or something. I mean, he already did, you know, in season five with Lyle, so... Well, that barely counts. He was just like, I want to hear Gus, like, scream. This is unacceptable! They should do the corny thing and be like, get back to work! Like, uh, Gus kill, like, Gus gets Lyle and kills him with a box cutter and then tells everyone else at Boyos to get back to work. <laughs> <Go> back to <laughs> work. I wouldn't even mind if they did that. That would, that would just be too funny. But yeah, Mike is just like, it's a waiting game. We just got to wait for Lalo to show up, you know? Wow, that's a nice impression. Mm -hmm. After that, Gus and Mike head off to the Super Lab, which I don't think... Well, did we see the Super Lab at all in Season 5? Um, yeah, we did. It was we when had, Lalo... saw the beginning, the first episode. Yeah, Lalo saw the okay. Super Lab. But I think it was the outside of it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the outside. No, we saw we saw Gale, like, crying or something. He wasn't crying, but he was nervous. Gale wasn't in Season 5. Gale was not in Season 5. Yeah, he was in the first episode. No, he wasn't. He was. I don't think he was. I guarantee Yeah, I think he was. I think I'm, he was, yeah. I'm talking about... Better Call Saul, season five. Gale yeah. is not in yeah. it. He's not in Breaking Bad season five either. What? No, we're talking about Better Wait, Call Saul. Agent, what were you yeah, thinking he's not, about? He's not, he's, I, I was thinking about a scene from season four, like the first episode of season four of Breaking Bad, where it's like a, uh, where you see Gale and the cold open. Unrelated. Yeah, the same thing happened in season five, in season five season where four. Gus and... <laughs> Am I, no, Gale is not in season five. No, in season five Better Breaking Call Bad. He's saying Better Call Saul. Yeah, I'm talking about Better Call Saul. He is not in season he five. Is. Oh my is he actually? He is. Yeah, Gus and Gal were alone at the lab. I no, I don't believe either you. They're season fives, but I could be wrong. I don't think he was in any of them. He is not in season five. I don't think so either. Really? I swear he is. I'm looking it up. All right. Let's Wait, see. Gotta debunk this. Ha! He's not in season yeah. five. He's only in two episodes of season four. Get fucked. Damn. He's in the last. He's in the last episode of season four. He's in counts. Breaking Bad season five. What? No. Really? No way. Oh, no, he's not. Okay. Why would they say he's in season five? What are you talking about? Well, he was. Remember, he makes a little cameo as a picture. But he, he's not yeah, like, it's yeah. It's just a picture. Why would they say he's in season five? Yeah, but he's not like in it, in it. Fuck. That makes no sense. Yeah. But anyway, he's not in Better Call Saul season five. So all of you are wrong and I'm right. I, I didn't think he was in season five. Damn it. So yeah, any, anyway, 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 they go to the super lab and Gus is fooling around down there. And I don't think anyone knew what was going on because it was so fucking dark. He like hit a gun somewhere in like the excavator thing and then he like traced his steps like back and forth back and forth to it so he knew how to get to it he was planting Chekhov's gun what do you think that's about 
Well, it leads into the theory that I talked about last time, where Lalo's gonna get fucking buried alive in the super lab. It's gonna happen. Bro, if they do that, that'd be crazy. They're gonna lure Lalo into the super lab, and Gus or Mike will make some kind of speech to him, and then they'll fucking cap him and bury him in there. Or they'll bury him in there alive. If they have to bury Lalo, please bury him at the lab. That'd be so cool. Or, or it could be a misdirect and Gus will try to do this plan, but it'll go wrong. Yeah. And then Mike will step in to save the day or something, and then Lalo will get buried in the lab. Yeah. Or Lalo loses, I mean, doesn't lose, and uh, yeah. gets away scot-free. Yeah, Lalo's like really Or maybe smart. Lalo wins, and then just decides to bury himself in the lab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then in... Um, in in uh, the, the final scene of season six of the show, we'll like cut back to the super lab. It will be like completely destroyed, and then we'll see like a hand like come out of a wall, and Lalo will come out of a wall and say, "It's time to finish business." <gasps> he like cryo froze himself inside the lab, and has been waiting, or he'll just die in some other way. I don't get it though, because like you know, he hit the the gun under the key, under the uh, little cable, but uh, Lalo will probably be like face to face with Gus. So how will he? How will Gus be quickly able to get the gun under the you know? But I want to talk now about when the fuck is Lalo going to die? Like, does anyone think he's going to die mid-season finale? I don't know. I think everything is going to wrap up in episode 7. Do we think he's going to get back to Albuquerque by episode 7? Most likely, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I think he'll probably be in Germany for most of next episode, and maybe he'll come back, he'll, like, get back to Albuquerque. Like, he'll begin his journey back to Albuquerque end of next episode, maybe? Yeah. That'll be, like, the end of the episode, like, stinger. And then episode seven could be the showdown, but I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. One thing's for sure, no matter what, that gun is being used. Because, like, I remember Vince and the writing team said, like, like there's this thing called the Chekhov's gun where it's like, if you have a big device, you have to use it. They could subvert expectations and he doesn't get to use it. That would be crazy, but... Mm -hmm gonna get used on somebody it's gonna be attempted to be used at the least so anyway this whole time i've been thinking lalo is 100 alive during breaking bad but i'm i'm, I'm not sure now because like considering how fucking paranoid gus is it seems unreasonable that lalo is gonna somehow survive the next four years all the way up until breaking bad and then just show mm -hmm. up and die what i was thinking is like the only way he would probably make it out is like if gus would ultimately think that he's dead but like i feel like there's no way we already did that I highly doubt Lalo's just gonna sit around and just like let Gus continue to be successful for four years. Unless like he's forced to for some contrived reason. Like they're gonna face off literally soon. Either Lalo will die episode seven or episode seven will end with the cliffhanger of Lalo coming back to Albuquerque. Cause we have to have some sort of mid season cliffhanger unless it just isn't. You want episode seven to end with something that people are like, oh man, I have to keep watching like with the Hank reveal at the end of 5A from Breaking Bad. And I don't think, like, completely wrapping up the Lalo plot, plus, like, the Howard's pl Howard plot will probably have some sort of conclusion in Episode 7 as well. Moving on to what we've all been waiting for, for reals, the return of Lalo. And yes, indeed, he is in Germany. Did we predict that, or...? Everyone predicted that. Okay, but were we expecting him to beeline straight for Werner Ziegler's uh, wife? Were we expecting that? Because I was expecting him to go for Kai... Yeah, I wasn't expecting one of them. Which I think he will be next episode, but I guess he needed to like get the names. Because I thought he would already have it because Werner mentioned Kai's name to Lalo on the phone in season four. Maybe he just forgot. Or maybe just the first name Kai is not enough to go off of because I'm pretty sure that's a pretty popular first name in Germany. But yeah, were we expecting Werner's wife to be such a snack? 
Yeah, that is a, that's a, such a weird scene, you know, this is probably the first uh, actual, you know, sort of very tension type scene, you know, besides Jimmy and Kim. Like of the episode or? Like in that scene, in that scene, you know, it was very uh, sexual. You oh, know? sexual tension. Johnny yeah, Cooper's yeah. too PG to say the yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, let me just say it makes it a lot more reasonable why Verna was so fucking desperate to get back to her. <laughs> And also, how did he manage to cop that? How much money is Verna making? But yeah, Lalo meets with what's her face, Margar Mar Marguerite, 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 Margarita. I looked up how to pronounce it. I'm pretty sure it's Marguerite or Margarita. Did you guys think they were gonna cut to a uh, sex scene? No. You know? Yeah, I yeah. thought they. Were, yeah. And Lalo seemed to think so as well. Lalo was not chasing that, bro. It was just a front. Yes, he was. He one hundred percent was gonna do it. And then he wouldn't have to sneak in because you just get his stuff in the middle of the night, then dip. Okay, but anyway, we get one of probably, well, obviously the most tense scene of the episode, but I was definitely feeling pretty worried when Lalo was going up to that dog. Like, I thought he was going to fucking murder that dog. And then Lalo finds that little piece that we saw in the uh, intro sequence, you know, that the uh, Mr. Ziegler's men made for him. Um, It says here uh lalo notices the the block containing the slide roll on a shelf he picks it up and notices a label for the manufacturer attached to the bottom so likely he's gonna go after the manufacturer or do they find out who ordered it because it's like custom made yeah i was gonna say yeah who like commissioned it either way he's gonna get to kai at some point i'm assuming it was, it was getting tense when marguerite when marguerite i forgot how to say her name when when she started to get involved i know everybody was thinking lalo was gonna kill her thank god that didn't happen just before that scene ended, like, in the live chat, I put in, like, Quick Lalo, just jump through the window instead, and then lo and behold, he did jump through the window. He used his athletic skills that he is known for. He's gonna be swinging on those- on those rails in the meth lab. <laughs> while Gus is trying to shoot him. I really liked the, that, like, note that the episode ended on, where she just, like, closes the window and then just abruptly ends. It was like that sigh of, re sigh of relief or whatever, you know? I want to add that, um... That most of the openings, if not almost all of them, haven't made sense until the ending. Well, the episode one does have, uh, as they put it, priester eggs. Like the, the black book thing. That... And then the golden toilet. And we still don't technically know what that is fully. That's just a golden toilet. <laughs> okay, but like, why did they focus on Maybe it? it's the same toilet that's in Saul's office. Remember I told you guys last uh, last podcast they were focusing too much on the toilet, you know, which can be a, uh, mirroring the uh, golden toilet from episode one. I highly doubt we're gonna get an explanation of a fucking toilet. I don't know. They're too. They're focusing too much on. I don't know. It, Better you know? Call Saul usually uses objects to like. Or maybe the toilet falls under uh, Howard, and that's how he dies. <laughs> yeah, like spoo like Spooge in season two with ATM. Well, when you think about it, there's really been a lot of toilet mot like recurring toilet motifs throughout the show. Like obviously Tony the toilet buddy in season one, and then in in later season one, Saul, I mean Jimmy writes um like a letter demand to Sandpiper in the toilet on some toilet paper. I uh, can't remember any toilets from season two to five, but in season six, obviously we have a gold toilet, and then the toilet mm -hmm. in Saul's office. So I think this toilet thing is really going to pay off. It's like it's like Chekhov's toilet, you know. Should we talk about predictions for next episode and discuss the teaser for next episode? Because there's a lot in that teaser. They showed a bit too much, if you ask me. I, I agree. I agree with you. And you see the black book, and you also see fucking best quality vacuums, uh, business cards. Oh my cover. gosh, I'm so hyped. Because, like, they have yet to explain, like, how does Jimmy know about that? I feel like the vacuum thing's just going to be, like, a random mention. They're just going to say, Saul's going to say, like, vacuum service, what's that? And Caldera's like, oh, it's nothing. 
And that's the last we're going to say of it. I'm going to go as far to say that no one in the rest of a show uses the vacuum thing at all. And no mm -hmm. one else except Lalo dies. Nah, that'd be lame. None of the main characters, at least. And uh, Mike and Lalo, I don't think they're in the same room, but they made it seem like they are. That's They're 100% not in the same room. Do you think Howard's actually going to find out uh, that Jimmy's the reason why uh, Chuck got, you know, um, fired? Oh, yeah, yeah, remember that? You think they're going to bring that back up? When Jimmy went to, like, that, whoever that was, to, like, and, like, pretended to fake cried and, like, mentioned how Chuck had, like, a breakdown in court. And that that's what led to him and Howard having a falling out, basically. Also, we have to talk about the title for next episode, which is Axe and Grind. Wasn't there a shot of a guy, like, grabbing an axe? Who do you think that might be? Because he had, like, a beard or something. I'm just going to say it's some random guy. Also, we also need to talk about, they show this, like, Albuquerque-like thing. And it's the same thing that Jeff from Gene Era had in his car, the taxi driver. It's not an air freshener, it's just, like, a thing you hang in your car. Jeff from Gene Era had the same one. I just sent it into the Discord. Yeah, I hope they don't really... I hope they don't introduce Jeff in the Better Call Saul era. Well, he, like, recognized Saul from, like, just for Breaking Bad, like, commercials. Yeah, that's I my guess. thing. It didn't seem like he knew who he yeah, was. I hope they keep it that way. It's just going to be a setup for episode 7, which might be the, you know, wrapping up the Howard and the Lalo storyline. I think the Howard stuff is going to reach some sort of high point, because are we allowed to talk about the description for episode 7? Because there is a description. Here's the synopsis for episode 7, Plan and Execution. Jimmy and Kim deal with a last-minute snag in their plan. So obviously Howard's going to do something. I don't think it's going to be completely resolved though. Might not. Because there, there's going to be fallout. Unless the cliffhanger is like Howard like busts some Kim's arrested. Okay, let's let's say right now. Do we think what and Jesse will be at all in episode 7? Like even as just like a tease. Like no, even just yes. a mention. Yes. If everything wraps up in a way that makes sense, then they're going to be teased uh, at the ending. You know, like probably like the vehicle thing. Maybe not necessarily seeing their face, but I mean just even the slightest whiff of a tease. Maybe at the end of episode 7, at best. I'm going to say no. If they wrap everything up, then yeah. Yeah, I, I doubt it. Final ratings for this episode. Cinebad, go. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? Alright. Johnny Cooper? Uh, 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm also an 8 out of 10. I know Imperfect Dan does not do ratings, but... Uh, it's a pretty good out of 10. Is it the worst episode of a season? I guess it's not as engaging as some of the other ones, but I don't care. Anything else anyone wants to say before we end? Uh, maybe Lalo meets uh, Shula. Y'all remember Shula? No. Peter Shula. Peter Shula, yeah. Of Madrigal. So that's all we have to say on Season 6, Episode 5, Black and Blue. We're in the home stretch for this half of the season now, with only two episodes left, so be sure to tune in for those episodes. Thanks for watching slash listening.